Yo, what's good, everybody? This is your boy, Lorel Komozak, and you're listening to the Socially Awkward Podcast in 2023. It's a new year, new pod episode. We here. Lego. Socially, socially, socially awkward. Socially, socially, socially awkward. Let's go. So what's up, everybody, man? I hope everyone is having a wonderful year. Welcome to 2023. It's the first podcast of the year. Um, the second Tuesday, I believe, of the month. Um, I'm just glad that we're here. I'm glad that we made it. I'm glad that 22 is over. Um, not in a bad or good way. Just I'm just glad it's over and that we've reached into another level, another year, another time um, to accomplish more great things. And so I'm just glad that we're here, man, in 2023. Um yeah. So uh, it's crazy because I feel like I've learned so much. I've learned so much in 2022. It was a I feel like all year was kind of a trying year for me, uh, a year of discovery, a year of patience, a year of man, just learning about myself, um, learning about my traumas learning of like going like deep diving into therapy like really trying to figure out like who is Lorelco and I don't know if you've ever been there but just being in a place where I'm like trying to figure out who am I what what is what am I called to do let's revisit my purpose let's revisit you know why I do certain things let's let's just let's just go for it you know and I, I think on this episode the first episode of the year we're just gonna be transparent we're gonna go there you know it's going it's not gonna be a long one today but we just going to go there. I'm going to be I'm going to be deep today, but we just going to go all in full transparency. Last year I felt like um I was just in a place of just I don't know, full of anxiety. I never knew that I had anxiety. And this is the interesting thing. Like 2022 really showed me that I had anxiety. And I never I never thought I I did. Um and let me explain to you. So in therapy I learned that there are certain family roles that we play. There are certain family roles that we play. Um, some, there is a scapegoat, some are martyrs, some are, some is the hero. Some people play the saint. Some people play the prince or the princess. Um, some people play, um, the peacemaker or the addict or, uh, the scapegoat. There's a lot of roles that a lot of people play, um, family roles. Like, and I want to ask you, what role did you play? You know, were you the hero of the family? Were you the guy uh, or the girl that has, you know, had to be the hero. Like, let's say, you know, you had to grow up fast. You know, um, you had to take care of your brother and your sister. You had to take care of your family because mom and dad wasn't home. Um, that's hero. Uh, were you the saint where you were the one that everyone expected you to do good? Everyone expected you to behave right. You were you were the one in, in church who was the goody, the goody, goody. Huh? The goody, goody. Or were you the scapegoat? It was all your fault. Like. You're the one. If if everything goes wrong, if the house burned down, if something took place, it's it's on you. It's your fault. Were you the martyr? Like there there's a lot of roles that we play that we never identified, right? We never thought about, man, like I've really played this role. And so for me, I played a lot of different roles. One was a hero. My mom, when my dad died, I I felt like I had to be the hero. I had to show my brother and sister how to do it. Uh, so I went and got my master's and I did all these things, try to make all this money. And I just, I just, I just felt like I had to be an example. Like I had to take care of them and show them how, how it's done. Um, but I think one thing that stuck out to me in, in terms of anxiety was the doer. 
I felt like I had to do things. And so throughout my life, um, that family role was like super present, the doer. I just had to do stuff. I'm always doing things. And so I have friends, man, close friends that, uh, you know, that that I do life with. And they noticed that about me. Like early last year, even the year before, like, Loroco, you're always doing stuff. Like you always are busy. You know what I mean? Like you're busy. I don't know. And for me, I thought there was something that, you know, men do. And men are just busy. You got to do stuff, man. You can't just be lazy. You can't just be sitting around the house doing nothing. You got to do stuff. You know, you got to work. You got to make something of your family. You got to make wealth. You got to take care of your family. You know what I'm saying? Make sure the house is good. Make sure your wife is good. Make sure the kids are good. I was always doing stuff. And I found the root of why I became a doer in the first place. And, um, and I'm just in full transparency. Like, I remember when I was around 11 years old, I was in eighth grade, and I just started playing basketball. It was my second year playing basketball. And I wanted to play ball so bad. I'm like, you know what, man? This is my second year. I feel like this is something I can do. I just know I can do it. If I put my mind to it, like, I can really be good at this thing. And uh, my mother discouraged that idea. You know, she's like, no, you're not a good basketball player. That's not something that you're going to be doing. You're not going to make it to the NBA. It ain't you. You're going to get into your books. You're going to get your education. And for some reason, that stuck in me. Like, it may not have stuck to anybody else, but for me, like mentally, it threw me off because I was like, well, if I can do anything, like, why can't I do that? You know? And so other things transpired thereafter where it was like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And what triggered me was when you tell me I couldn't do it, I began to say I can do it. And so I always went into life trying to prove something to somebody because I was told what I can't do. And maybe, you know, religion played a part in that, too, where I couldn't wear my shirt tucked out when I was in school. You know, weird stuff like that, where I couldn't go bowling with my friends because secular music was playing. I couldn't you know, go, uh, you know, to, to the game because it, if it took away from uh, church and I couldn't make it, I couldn't go to practice because if it took away from me being in Bible study, I couldn't make it. Um, so there's a lot of different rules that I had to abide by, a lot of things that I can't do. So when I was always told what I can't do, I felt it in my brain, in my mind to say, you know what, I can do it and let me prove to you that I can't. I was told I couldn't sing. I said, well, let me prove to you that I can. So I took vocal lessons, and I said, I'm going to come out with an album. I came out with an album. Now I have like three, four albums that came out thereafter. Now I produced, singing, and all that stuff. But the point is, it's like I try to do things to prove that I can do it. because, And then I would create this, this narrative in my mind, kind of like how Michael Jordan did when he played basketball. Like he would create stuff uh, to make him better than, you know, than what he is technically capable of. But it... But he would create this narrative that would push him to his greatest, fullest potential, just to push him to allow his ability to be at its at its height. And I realized that's what I was doing. I would always like create these narratives. Oh, don't nobody want to see me, but they're gonna see me, huh? You know, what I, was, I was just create this type of stuff, man. It was crazy, and so I was finding myself doing things, and then I would create stressful environments to push myself to do things when there was nothing to do. These are all the things that I learned last year, man. I, I didn't realize I was doing this for so long. I've been married for eight years. And my wife is like, Loreco, I think you got anxiety, bro. Like, you don't have to clean today. Some things you just just leave it leave it where it is. I'm like, no, it's, I want to wake up. Everything needs to be clean. When I wake up from, from in the morning time, I don't want to see nothing. I want to see everything spotless. So I, I clean, you know, throughout the day. 
You know, if I see something out of place, I'm putting it in place. And I thought I had OCD and I'm not, I'm just like, man, I'm, so I'm always creating, and that's just a small skill, but I'm always creating like stressful environment, environments in my mind just so that I can do something. And it was causing me not to rest. Like I wasn't resting physically, neither was I resting mentally. And it caused a lot of stress in my body, a lot of stress in my mind. And, um, and it hit home like, Rucko, you got to work on that anxiety. You got to figure out a way to uh, handle that, you know. And so I began to think about the family roles. I'm like, okay, Rucko, you're a doer. Why are you a doer? Why do you feel like you have to prove something? Why do you feel like you got to do something all the time? And that's just one thing that I'm learning. Like, Rucko, you don't have to do things all the time. Sometimes you have to allow yourself to sit back and just be. I think that's been a big thing for me is instead of doing, just be. You ain't got to do everything. Just be, just be in the moment. Just be still, just be available, just be present, just be. Too many times we go through life thinking we got to do stuff. I got to make it. I got to get to the next level. I got to climb the ladder. I got to get these followers. I got to, I got to be influential. I got to make this money. It's always about what we got to do instead of how are we going to be? Like, how, how am I going to be present today? We don't wake up thinking that. We don't wake up thinking, how am I going to be present today? How am I going to be available to my wife today? How am I going to create presence with my sons today? The first thing we do when we wake up, we think about what am I going to do today? Which is okay. But if there's no balance of being, then what's the point of living? What's the point of us living? Like, I don't see the point if we're not able to become present because it catches up. It catches up to you at some point where you... You realize like, man, like I've lost a lot of time. And when you don't spend time being, you spend time doing, you lose out on time. And time is precious. You don't want to lose time. You don't want to be 30, 40, 50 years old thinking like, man, I lost so much of my years doing that I was never present. Now I realize not that not only did I lose time, but I lost things. I lost relationships. I lost people. I lost my marriage. I lost the ability to see my kids I, because you were so busy doing. And that's why it's so important that God talks about rest. Yes, we have to we have to work. You know, when God created the heavens and the earth, he he worked for six days. But he took that one day and said, you know, let me let me rest. But he was very strategic in his work. He was very strategic in his work. They didn't say that he was tired or he was, just, you know, they didn't say that he was worn out. I'm pretty sure he did creating the heavens and the earth. I mean, that's, that's a lot. The galaxies, it's a lot of work. It was not probably not a lot for him. It was just a lot of work to think about. But he took the time to show us what rest look like looks like after after work. And a lot of times, I think in this, I feel like last year a lot of people were talking about the Sabbath a lot. A lot of people were talking about uh, resting a lot, rest, rest, rest. And I get that, but. There still has to be a balance of work. God did work for six days now. He didn't he didn't rest for seven. He didn't rest six days and work one. And some some people get mixed up where we're like, oh, let me just rest. But I'm like, oh, you ain't even worked yet. Make sure you work first. And so that's the thing that with me, like I, I, I didn't have a balance. I was just doing a bunch of work. I was just doing stuff, but I never spent the time or yeah, I never spent time with myself. I never spent time with just being and just becoming. And when you be and just become, you begin to know things and begin to realize things about yourself. Hence why I went to therapy. I've been in therapy for two years and why I'm such an advocate of it, 
because it helped me to regulate my emotions and regulate my feelings. It helped me to remember like, Lorelco, you, you need to spend time with you. You need to spend time with yourself. You need to spend time with your body and with your mind. It's interesting, man. Um, it's another thing that I learned too um, last year um, is that when I tore my Achilles in October in September, right before my son was born, um, I tore my Achilles, ruptured it completely, had to have surgery and everything. Um, and I was in a boot for three months. I was in a boot for three months, and so I went to this workshop. And this guy went and he uh he said, hey, man, I got a word from the Lord for you. Uh, this dude, random dude. I didn't know this guy. I didn't know nothing about this man. And he walked up to me. He's like, I got a word from the Lord. If you don't mind if I prophesy to you, you mind if I, if I speak to you what God is telling me about you? I was like, ah, sure, man. I mean, if it's from God, you know, make sure it's from God. I'll, I'll, I'll discern now. If it's from the Lord, sure. You know what? Um, go ahead, man. And he began to talk to me about my boot. He said, look, I don't know what happened to your foot or your leg or whatever. I don't know why you're in a boot. Uh, but God is showing you what it means to be covered. The same process it takes for you to heal with the boot on is going to be the same process it's going to take for you to heal mentally and spiritually. So these three months, God is showing you what the healing process actually looks like. When you're in your boot, you can't move. You can't over-exaggerate anything. You literally can't do anything. You just, you're just stuck in one place allowing the muscle, allowing the tendons, allowing uh, whatever was ruptured to mend itself back together, to heal. And he was telling me, so in these next three months, these next three months, this was in December, he talked to me about this. In these next three months, God is going to use you as if you're in a boot, kind of like a cocoon where he's going to allow you to heal. He's going to process you. He's going to develop you. He's going to mend you as if you're in a boot. So you, it's like, I can't do anything, but just stay in this place with God and allow him to do what he needs to do on the inside. Nothing on the outside, just on the inside. Cause no one can see, no one can see what's inside the boot. That's why it's, I don't know if it's your leg. I don't know if it's your foot. I don't know what, I don't know what's going on. I just see the boot. And so in these next three months, they just God's going to show you what what being in a boot really looks like mentally and spiritually. And he's going to grow you and develop you in those three months. And I was just I was blown away because it's so true, man. Like the healing process is a real process. I've always said there's a difference between coping and healing. And for years I've been coping. There's a difference between coping and healing. Coping is when you use events, people, things to mask the pain. You use pleasure to mask the pain, to mask the hurt that you feel on the inside. Whereby healing is when you sit in it, is when you don't touch the wound, is when you don't use anything to overcompensate for the pain. You actually sit in the pain and allow it to run its course. And for years I've been coping. I've been using other things, been doing other things to mask the pain instead of just sitting in the pain, the loss of my father, uh, the fact that I was molested by my girl cousin and and all these th hearing negative things about myself and um, just sitting in that and, and, and realizing that I've created false core beliefs about myself that I have to unlearn. And that's all a part of the healing process. It's all a part of the healing process. 
And so for me, man, um, I'm done with coping. Like I need to heal. You know what I'm saying? I need to sit in it. And that's something that's very unusual for me because, again, I'm a doer. So I like to do things, you know, whether if I don't want to feel the pain, I don't want to feel my my father passing away. I don't want to feel that. You know, I don't want to feel it. You know what I'm saying? That he died from suicide. I don't want to feel that. I just want to I just want to go do stuff. And so it's a hard thing to learn. It's a hard thing to learn. And being in a boot really helps to uncover those things because you're stuck looking at you while everybody else sees the cocoon. Everyone else sees the boot. Everyone that sees this black thing, they don't see you. They just see what, what, what you're covered in. Uh, and I, I don't mind it because I'm covered in God. I'm covered in Christ. Like I'd rather be covered in God who's mending me and mending the broken pieces of my life than being covered by stuff and pleasure. Um, being fake like that's putting on a mask is being fake so so many people who are walking around with masks on they got so much pain on the inside but they keep putting on a mask on because they don't want anybody to see the pain they don't want to be open and transparent about what they're going through so they keep putting on these masks on and they continue to die internally over and over and over again they're dying internally instead of going to god and being open and being transparent with where they are being vulnerable with where they are so that they can heal like stop coping man it's time to heal don't cope anymore. Like it's time to sit in it. It's time to sit in the pain. It's time to sit in that place. That's uncomfortable. Learn something from it. And that's the thing. Like when it comes to healing, bro, like you're learning something from it. You're learning something from the pain. You're learning something from the trauma. Like you're learning, man. You're not just sitting there. You're actually understanding how your body heals. You're understanding how your mind heals. You know what I'm saying? So it's very interesting to me, like to kind of see where 2022 has led me. It's led me to this place of calmness. It's led me to a place of serenity, of patience. Patience is hard because I'm still working on that. Um, But just to be vulnerable, man, just to be honest with y'all, patience is hard. But I've just been a doer, bro. Like I'm tired of just being a doer because it stresses me out. <laughs> being a doer stresses your boy out. I'm done being stressed out. I'm done creating stressful environments. Um, you know, to me, it's all about stability of mind. If my mind is stable, um, then all 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 of my body functions the way it's supposed to function. If my mind isn't right, my body doesn't function the way it's supposed to. And I think it's important that we get our mind right. Like, you know, the Bible says not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Like we have to, our mind has to be renewed. And it holds true in my life that if I don't get my mind right, my body just doesn't function the way it's supposed to. I can't think clearly. I can't see what God is doing. Um, I can't I can't run after purpose because my mind is distracted. I can't I can't go in with a clear conscience because I'm so busy doing stuff, trying to create things to do, trying to work to do things. And instead of being and when you're in a state of being, you're in a state of understanding how your mind flows and how your mind works. And you actually are renewing your mind through meditation, through prayer. And so in this year, man, this year. I think I, I think I started I think I'm starting it off right. Like if you haven't 
thought about anything else, like get your mind right first. Like don't worry about trying, you know, your goals. If you can have all the goals in the world, but if you ain't got your mind right, if your mind ain't set on them goals, them goals ain't getting you're not gonna reach none of them goals. I'm gonna be honest with you. You're not gonna reach anyone. You may start off strong in the first week. I've seen a lot of people do it. Oh, I got me a Planet Fitness membership. You know, I'm out. I'm at Lifetime now. I'm gonna I'm gonna be at the gym every day. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ham. I'm gonna I'm on this weight loss journey. Everybody got all these goals, man. I'm about to do this, that, and the third. But if your mind ain't right, you ain't reaching none of them goals. It's all about the state of mind, like. We have to learn how to train our mind to be to be renewed, right? Learn to meditate, learn to understand like how our mind thinks, how it functions, you know, and pray. And pray requires patience because sometimes, you know, for me, when I pray, I can I can fall asleep right mid prayer. You know, I can be it'd be good prayer too. <sighs> gone. I'll just be honest with y'all. Some of y'all some of y'all know you can start praying for an hour or so, you go knock. You had the best sleep of your life after you know, during prayer. And you wake up still praying. You know what I mean? Prayer takes patience. Because what you're doing is you're allowing God to speak to you as you speak to him. And when you speak to him, you 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 allow time for him to speak back to you. And that requires patience because there's times where you don't hear his voice right away. So, yeah, prayer requires patience because you don't hear his voice right away. We have a tendency to drift off. We have a tendency for our mind to go to other places uh, to, to figure out things to do now. OK, since, he, since I don't hear enough from God, you know, I guess I'm done praying. I guess, you know, I'm, I'm going to fall asleep. It requires prayer requires patience to hear from God. That requires patience. So get your mind right. In order, in order for you to reach your goals, your mind has to be on point. Like, your mind has to be right in order for you to reach your goals. Don't just write it on a piece of paper, but meditate on it. Like, become them. You get what I'm saying? Like, become your goals. Like, if you want to lose weight, like, become that. Like, read about it and meditate on that stuff. Like, don't just say, I want to lose weight. And then you got some quick fix, you know, done are the days of quick fixes. Everybody want a quick fix. How can I lose weight quick? How can I gain weight quick? How can I get that, get the multi-million dollar business quick? And we find ourselves in greed. We find ourselves in pride because we try to get the quick fix, whatever I can do to, to get it fast, fast money, fast cash. I don't do nothing for you. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't do nothing for you. It's not sustainable. But when you meditate on those things, you meditate on your goals, you meditate and you become those things. Like, that's when you know, okay, okay, I'm, I'm on to something. I can reach this because my mind is set on it now. It's not one of those things where I just put on a piece of paper and say, I'm going to do because it's the beginning of the year. That's what I do. Because most times we start off with goals and we forget about them by March, you know, April. We forgot. What was your goals in, in January? I, I don't know. I don't know what my goals were in January because we're so busy doing we didn't meditate on them. So get your mind right, guys. That's what I'm doing. Um, I'm not quick to to get the goals. I'm quick to understand what God has for me. I'm not quick to trying to do stuff. I'm quick to understand and to figure out what does God need from me? What does he need from me in this season? How can I serve him? I know what I can do to serve me. That's just doing. But what can I do to serve him? How can I be present with God? How can I be present with him? Because he's the one that knows the right plan and the right 
route for me to go to. He knows that. He knows that better than anyone. You know, a lot of times we start asking people a lot of the questions. What should I do? What should I do? I'm good at this. I'm good at that. But we don't go to God and he's the one that knows the plans. Like, he knows, he's the one that knows what we can or what we can't do, our capabilities, you know, uh, if we're capable of doing our capacity, how big is our capacity for it? How small is our capacity for it? He's the one that knows these things. So we, it's important that we meditate on him and ask him, God, what's the route? What's the best route for me? What's the best route for Lorelco? And so that's just a little bit of what I learned in this year, man, um, of last year. And I'm learning so much more. I got so much for y'all. I mean, I got so much. So every 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 podcast every week is going to be it's going to be phenomenal. And I'm just glad that you guys are rocking with me. I thank you for the reviews as well. Um, I love them so much. Um, and they help me keep they keep me going. You know what I'm saying? Like um, I used to be really big on affirmation. Um because I never affirmed myself. But now that I've affirmed myself, like affirmation is good, um, but it's a, it's a motivator. You know what I mean? Affirmation is a motivator. So I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for listening to my podcast, um, for subscribing and telling your friends about it. I really appreciate it. I really do. I thank y'all so much. I really do thank y'all for tuning in. And if you get something out of it, man, again, let me know. Let a brother know that you got something good out of it that you're learning from me um, in some way. Um, and if you think somebody else needs to hear it, send it to somebody else, man. Say, hey, LaRocco, you talking about something. Maybe you need to know. Maybe you need to learn. Like, I don't mind it. And uh, if there's any topics that you want me to uncover or talk about this year, hit me up. Hit my Instagram app, um, at LaRocco.Mozak. Um, DM me and let me know what's up. Let me know what other topics you want me to talk about. So, I'm going to get off here because I told y'all it's going to be 25 minutes or so. Uh, I'm going to get off here. But thank y'all for tuning in. Love y'all so much. And uh, I'll let y'all later. Peace. Socially, socially awkward. Socially, socially, socially awkward. Let's go.